0: Hello and welcome to the Joshua Greenie Podcast. I have on yet another former coworker from the Luck Five crew uh by the name of Logan Creech. So Logan, thank you for joining me on on this podcast, sir.
1: No problem. No problem, sir. <laughs>
0: Let me go ahead and move the mic, move it a little bit to your left. Okay. There we go. Yeah, yeah. say that again. Okay.
1: Right here? Yeah, now we can hear your voice. Okay, okay. That's good. <laughs>
0: That's good. So uh Honestly, so when <laughs> when Logan and I were trying to figure out like what topics do we want to discuss, there were a few that came up and then we basically realized we we we're both kind of a jack of all trades in the sense of we are interested in tons of different topics. So we're just going to kind of wing it and uh it's going to be a fun ride. Like I really believe it's going to be a fun yeah, ride. Yeah, I hope so. I <laughs> we, hope so we've had uh, already kind of like a mini a mini podcast before the podcast started. So one of the, the privileges of, of doing your own podcast, guys, you get to have really cool conversations even before before the podcast starts recording. So, Logan, go ahead and give an intro to yourself, kind of where you're from. Uh, you mentioned some of that uh, beforehand, but go ahead and do that for uh, for our um, audience.
1: Well, um, my name is Logan Creech. I'm from uh, eastern Kentucky. Um, I'm from one of uh, probably the second poorest county in the state, okay. uh, Wolf County. It's uh, where the in the gorge is, uh, Natural Bridge and all what, that stuff. What's the name of the gorge? Or Red River Gorge.
0: Red River Gorge. Yeah. Oh man, I think I've I think I've been to the Red River Gorge like one time. Yeah,
1: I think you told me you went with some like rock climbing buddies or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, so how far away is that? Uh, the Red River Gorge.
1: Well, it's uh, it's two and a half hours from. Northern Kentucky. Okay, that sounds which right. I have to make that drive. I make that drive like every week or something, uh, okay. almost every weekend. So, And then I got to drive all the way back, so it's putting a lot of miles on my car. And but, with
0: the gas prices, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I went to Wolf County High School. Um, I did their early college academy, and uh, my, started my junior year of high school. And I uh, graduated high school with – Uh, two associate's degrees, one in uh, arts and one in science, and uh, that put me to go into NKU, where I go, Northern Kentucky University. That put me at uh, roughly halfway done with my college starting out. So 20 years old, uh, almost out of college, got one more semester. I'm majoring in mechatronics engineering technology.
0: You said Mecca or Mega? Mecca. Mechatronics. Yeah. So wh- that, that uh, okay, break that down for, for us okay.
1: laymen. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's always a big question of what, what the hell is that? <laughs> but it's a combination between electrical engineering, mechanical engineering, computer science, and computer engineering all in like one degree. Okay. So like all wow. of your different engineering, it's put all into one degree. It's a fairly new thing, but it's supposed to be the future. So that people come out of college knowing everything, now see, everything.
0: This this is reminding me of, um, and for again for the audience, uh, for our listeners here, when uh, back when we were working at the warehouse together, um, I remember talking with Logan and a few other guys, but but specifically, he was telling me a little bit about the studies that he was doing um, and some of the the. I I remember some of what you're, what you just mentioned from our past conversations, but. With regard to like computers and um, all of the electronics and stuff, I remember you talking about that. And I'm losing my train of thought right now, but I remember conversations we had on that that were really like super interesting because all of this stuff is like it's really deep and there's whole histories of it over the past, you know, a couple of decades of your computer science and all of that. So, all of that bundled together. Like, that's, that's a pretty intense uh, major. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's not that bad. It, you would imagine it was a lot worse than it is, but it's really not that bad. It's really interesting concepts because, like, c- covering one type of engineering that you don't enjoy and then the next class you're all about and you love doing everything in that class. So uh, you get to kind of pick and choose what you get to go do every day.
0: And so, what? Let me ask this: uh, what made you, what made you decide on that particular major? Was that just something you, like, did you have to think pretty hard on it beforehand, or you just? I kinda... did
1: a lot of research on like up and coming fields in engineering because I couldn't pick between electrical and mechanical, and then I figured out that you could get both in the same degree. Okay. And um, so that's that's why I picked that one. Um, but northern, uh, no, most people from my county either go to like. Eastern Kentucky University or Morehead and some go to the University of Kentucky but I decided to come to Northern Kentucky University cuz it's the only one that has mechatronics. The other closest school is Chicago.
0: Okay, okay.
1: And I was not about to go to Chicago.
0: And what's the <laughs> I was about to uh, well, well the question I was going to ask was what's the um did you have, like, a thing in mind of, like, what you want to do with the major? Anything specific that you're like, oh, I want to do this? Or just you're kind of interested in the whole field and, and using interested that? Interested
1: in the field and definitely interested in the money. Oh, so, okay, like yeah. anything, I can get any kind of job across those four fields with that degree, supposedly. I'm mean, yet yeah. to, like, get a job in the engineering field. But once I'm, I graduate, I should be able to get and just follow the money and wherever... Pay me the most, honestly.
0: <laughs> and I mean, yeah, that, that's what I remember that that specific thing coming up in conversation. We were at the at the warehouse about like computers aren't going anywhere, and the types of stuff that you're studying, like all of that. I'm per, in per okay personally. I have always been fascinated with just. It almost feels like we're living in a fairy tale world. I was actually just talking with a um, one of my neighbors. Uh, She's a, uh, and I don't mean this in a mean way, but she's more of an elderly uh, woman. She she reminds me a lot of my grandmother to an extent, um, because she was kind of complaining about cell phones and the cell. (laughs) So I've talked to her quite a bit. She's very very sweet. She had actually come up one time uh, and asked for some help. She knocked on my door and said, "Hey, can you help me with this with my phone here? I'm trying to figure this thing out." And I wasn't really sure what to do because I'm not very tech savvy, but it's interesting to me to see just how, uh, how, so going back to like Tesla, for example, yeah. like the actual guy, Nikola Tesla, and all of the developments that he did with this thing called electricity. And before that, I remember reading about like, you know, Benjamin Franklin and the whole, it's more of kind of a, uh, I don't think it's a, it's a, it's kind of a myth at this point, but the idea of, of him with the, um, what was it? The, the kite and uh, the lightning striking it and all that, like there's all this stuff that's, I remember learning about, but regardless, we're, we're, we've got iPads. We're able to talk with people, uh, around the world and see them over an iPad. Like that's like a crystal ball in yeah, fairy it's, tales. It's
1: kind of insane. Like how did we go from wood and rocks and mud to Bluetooth and Wi-Fi? It's like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense.
0: And it's it's mind blowing. Like yeah. the, again, the, even the, the microphones and everything we're using right now to record this, like it, we just take it for granted. But it, yeah. there's so much engineering and just so much like uh, the, the the minds of the people behind it and the kinds of, uh, uh, what's the word, like breakthroughs that they had. Like I can just imagine them trying, okay, how do we make this work? And then you make it work and you're like, oh, my goodness, we did it. And then you can sell that and people are like, dude, this works really well. And so, you know, there's definitely money behind that. Like I feel like that skill set is going to be needed, uh, you know, everywhere essentially yeah. <laughs> there's always going to be a use it's
1: definitely it. not going away that's one of the things i don't have to worry about a robot taking over my job i don't think because i'll be the one maintaining and
0: fixing the fixing robots and
1: making new robots so <laughs> which, is, which is super nice but um, so when
0: terminator comes out in real life it'll be my fault it'll be well, logan's fault <laughs> yeah,
1: trust me because my girlfriend she's also she's uh, in medical She's going to be a nurse right now, might end up being a nurse practitioner. She gets straight A's and super Mm. smart. But um, her job's not going away either because she's in the medical field. Mm -hmm. But as we keep going, there's more and more technology invented to solve medical problems. So she's kind of looking at me like, you better not take my job. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not going to try. I swear I won't try. But it's it's super nice. And I know on, like, a couple of your other podcasts you talked about, like, how college isn't really, like, for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I've always been super interested in school. I'm constantly trying to learn. And um, I sat down and I wrote, like, 40 scholarships, so I don't have any student debt or anything oh, like that. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, it's super nice. Um, but... There is definitely I will be the advocate that there is something such you do have to go to college for cuz I feel mm. like it'd be really hard to make it as an engineer if you don't go to college for it.
0: I could see that. I could see yeah. that, especially with the the level of cuz we're not starting with like, "Hey, I'm trying to build this little mechanical contraption or, or whatever the word is." Right. We're we're starting with, "Okay, computer science is like when I I first heard I was like, oh, there's actually a degree that you can get in computer science. And it it involves computer history. So you're literally having to study kind of the history of how computer science has developed. And when I've watched little like YouTube videos and things on that, and some of the people and some of the stuff they're saying when they're talking about developing the internet, like just going down that whole rabbit hole, it blew my mind. I was like, no wonder there's whole degrees in this because there's so much that you have to kind of kind of understand before you can really seriously do any, any. I mean, you can you can learn basic concepts and build some stuff here and there, but if you want to actually know what you're doing. Yeah, like you and,
1: could be a mechanic without going to college. Yes. You could work on cars, but as far as getting inside of the computers and understand all the transistors and resistors and all that stuff, it's a, it's a lot harder to pick up on your own. You know the difference between computer science and computer engineering, though?
0: Uh, not off the top of my head, so what would be the difference So
1: there? computer engineering is more about how you build the computer, like the electronical aspects of it. Okay. And computer science is mostly just code.
0: Oh, okay. So it's more of the, the abstract stuff that is, it's like the... Would it be the difference like between maybe like software and hardware type things? Yeah,
1: yeah, okay. yeah. So engineering is more the hardware where so like engineering, computer engineering is like you building the computer and then computer science is like you making it, giving it instructions and making it do stuff like that.
0: Okay. So let me let me throw this out there and again this we're not I'm not paid for any of this, but there's a book called How Do It Know. Let me see. I've got it actually sitting over on my desk. Let me go grab uh let me go grab it so I can get the author. One second. <laughs> do,
1: do, 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 do. Intermission. All right, he's back.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that uh <laughs> appreciate that, Logan.
1: A <laughs> <laughs> Little elevator music.
0: <laughs> yeah, it sounded like uh what is it? Not the prices, right? Jeopardy. Here's what yeah. I was
1: doing. <laughs> da, da, da.
0: But yeah, so it's called But How Do It Know? It's called, or the subtitle, "The Basic Principles of Computers for Everyone." Everyone written by J. Clark Scott. I've read most of the book. I think there's parts that I, I either skipped or kind of skimmed, but it's it's written for it's written by a guy who's I think been in the computer like computer industry, let's say for I don't know forty plus years, uh, made a career out of it, and then he's explaining it in layman's terms as best as he can. So he breaks it down to somebody like I, I didn't know how computers work, and the reason it's called "But How Do It Know?" Um, he explains it in the book in the beginning, but it's based off of the, of a joke where um, there's a guy who is like a salesman, and he's showing this this coffee mug uh, or or some kind of a thermos, and the guy is saying, he goes, "Man, if you put cold water in here, it keeps it cold, and if you put hot water in there or you know hot beverages, it keeps it Insulated, keeps it hot, yeah." Yeah. So it's the insulation. Yeah. And one of the guys in the audience says, But how do it know? <laughs> and it's like, Yeah, that's the joke. It's like it, it doesn't need to know. It just it does one thing. It just it insulates it. it.
1: Yeah, it just keeps the temperature. It
0: keeps the temperature. So yeah. it keeps either keeps hot hot uh or keeps heat out or keeps heat in because of the the styrofoam or whatever. So he's essentially saying that's basically what computers are. And okay. I'll mention this as a as a final teaser for that for that book. It was fascinating to me to to learn that computers. I think like the fundamental component of a computer is that there are (laughs) it was something like there's these little boxes and the boxes can have electricity in them or they can have no electricity in them, and if they have electricity in them and if you have a series of these boxes all next to each other that have you know, some of them have electricity in them, some of them don't. Then that's kind of like it, there's a meaning behind that. So it's it's like a bunch of uh, uh, light switches that are turned off and on. Yeah, so, mix
1: between. Um, are you talking about like the mix between el- electrical and mechanical?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes, and so it's basically just at the fundamental level, it's it all comes down to the ones and zeros. The idea yeah. of is there electricity here or is there no electricity there? If there is electricity, it's a one. If there's no electricity, it's a zero or you know, something like that. Yeah. That's yeah. literally what it is. So, so like,
1: could, if it's a one, that means it's sending five volts through. Typically, it's five volts. It could be 3.3. And if it's a zero, it's zero volts.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. See, that may have even been mentioned in the book, but yeah. that blows my mind. So, computers aren't thinking, not in the way that, that human beings are, but they are doing something that's so, I mean, so close to it, like, that's, that's why there's what marvel films and and not just Marvel films but where you have characters that are basically computers but they're so close to humans <laughs> it's like we're, we're seeing we're seeing fairy tale stuff come to life in some way
1: <laughs> but, okay so if you take like the ones and zeros you can um it's it's called binary if you don't know um you can a base one or zero is typically like four ones or zeros, and you can go up to 16, right? And if you add them together, um, then, and, like, it'd be hard to, like, show it, but it can do math based on ones and zeros and get, like, any number you want. So any number equals, like, any possibility between those numbers. So if it gets, like, a 56 and ones and zeros, then it knows to, like, turn on a light or something.
0: Yes, and so oh my goodness, so guys, we we we've already lost probably like more than half of the audience listening. Of like, what what are these guys talking about? Math? Are you talking about math and algebra and stuff? <laughs> math
1: was, is the fundamental of everything. <laughs> math, math is the most important subject in school, kids. I swear <laughs> to God, if you can understand math, you'll understand everything. What hmm. all physics is based off of math. Like that's how we. That's how all kinds of things are predicted in our universe is just based off of math. It's like one of the few constants in the universe.
0: See, and it's, it's one, it's a very abstract thing because it's like, okay, I've got one cup of coffee right here. Like that's, we, we all understand that, but it's like, well, what does the one mean? Like we, we understand, I mean, everybody knows how to count. Like I remember trying to think of like, what if you never learned how to count? Like if, so you you have a, a bunch of cups of coffee on the table Um, and they've actually, there've been studies done on this, like social type studies of people who didn't learn how to count and and maybe some like remote tribes or whatever. It's like, well, how do they remember how many of, of, of something was there? Cause they can't count them. So it's more of like, they just kind of visually look at everything. Okay. It's about this many things or whatever. It's, it's just a, it's a crazy thing. So if you have an idea of how to count, um, Like that's that that's a very abstract. It's philosophy. It's actually like one of the fundamental philosophical things in our universe. (laughs) Yeah, we use numbers for everything.
1: And uh, speaking about like explaining computer stuff in layman's terms, like you said about the book, um, not to like rag on my girlfriend or anything, (laughs) but whenever I'm trying to explain engineering stuff, she has no idea what I'm talking about and can't grasp it. But like I do a fairly good job of. Understanding the medical stuff that she's, she tells me about mm-hmm. her experience in the nursing program.
0: Okay, so let me ask this, because you mentioned, I think in high school, you said you got, there was an art, like an art degree or something? Or...
1: Uh, Associates in Arts, yeah. So, so
0: what is that, an Associate in Arts? Is that like painting or like?
1: um Anywhere from music theory to like your English classes. Anything that's not STEM. Like science, engineering, technology, and math. Anything that's not that kind of falls like I know sociology falls under that okay. philosophy type stuff. Psychology will fall under that. Um, yeah.
0: So I I am by no means a an expert on like the how the brain works and everything, but I think I've read in the past about like the one side of your brain typically is is. Uh, uses or is, is used for certain subjects and then the other side is and it might not be like a a, a division like the the two hemispheres it may be i can't remember there, there may be some update this may be outdated and some of you guys are sitting there cringing as i'm saying this yeah but i'll say this much if there is a division of like part of your brain only to, it sounds like what i guess what i'm trying to say is it sounds like you use both parts of those brains uh, the, the, of your brain so you're we're, we're, Basically, guys, what I'm saying is I'm talking to a guy who uses his full brain all the time. He's got yeah. the arts, and he's also got all the science numbers and yeah, stuff, too.
1: because I, I do enjoy art. Like, I enjoy a lot of music. Like, I'm super big into music. And I'm also... Um,
0: I'm going to angle your mic a little bit.
1: Also, um... There we go. We good? Yeah. Okay, I also, like, draw some. I'm pretty good at drawing. Oh, okay. I can show you some pictures of stuff that I drew after the podcast. In the cooking, which is kind of artistic, because you the plates, how you plate things up. A lot of times, you can make stuff look a lot better. And I also own my own tattoo machine, Ooh. and I know how to tattoo. Not that good, but I gave my girlfriend, and some of my friends, a couple like little tattoos.
0: Okay, quick question on the tattoo thing, and I've got another one from what you said before that. Uh, with the with the tattoos, um, I somebody somebody had told me about. There's like an invisible ink that's like glow in the dark or something. Do you have any experience with that or know anything?
1: No, but I know what you're talking about. You can get glow in the dark tattoos.
0: So when my buddy mentioned that, I was like, "Oh my goodness." I had no I remember thinking I was like, "Dude, I would love to get some kind of like a tattoo that's like it's you can only see it under certain circumstances." And I was yeah. just kind of thinking of it more of like in a in like a fair, fairy tale fantasy world of like, you know, like these elvish runes or something oh yeah that'd be cool and so dude i was like and specifically i've wanted to get like a ring uh a tattoo ring on one of my fingers but not have it visible like it's only visible when i want it to be and so when somebody like a
1: black light
0: yes yeah dude i want i want that
1: (laughs) yeah that'd be cool i've seen them they're really cool you can also get tattoos like you can take like the ashes of somebody that got cremated and they can, like, mix it into ink, and you can get it tattooed into yourself. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that's cool. Yeah, that's so. one of the things I thought about doing. Like, I have a dog that I I call my baby because he literally acts like my son. He follows me around till the end of the world. Uh, he wants to spend every second of his life with me. Mm. Uh, and, like, even whenever I'm away from him, I expect him to be behind me, and it's, it's weird. But, uh, like... If he dies, because I know dogs don't live forever, um, one of the plans is probably get him cremated and get a little tattoo or something. Dude, remind me of what? What's that, the
0: dog's name?
1: Romeo. Romeo. But I call him baby. Baby. <laughs> yeah, because he's my son. And
0: like, what kind of a dog is he for those who are dog uh, lovers?
1: He is a white miniature schnauzer.
0: White miniature schnauzer. Which no.
1: are they're rare. Like uh, there's not very many white ones. Okay.
0: So how about how big of a dog is this for, for again those who
1: Um He stands about fifteen inches off the ground probably. He's okay. not very big. He weighs like twenty pounds. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he's not very big. He's got a big attitude though, that's for sure. But he didn't think any can anything can take him on.
0: Hmm. And how long have you had uh, Romeo?
1: Three years pretty much. Okay. Yeah.
0: See, I'm a, I'm a huge, I love dogs. Like I've always loved dogs growing up because my dad was, was air force. uh, He made a career out of of being in the air force. So shout out to to my dad for, for I think 30, at least 30 years. I think, I can't remember if he did a little bit more than that, but um, made it to Colonel in the air force, uh, was at the Pentagon, I think twice stationed there. And uh people would ask him like, So what are you doing at the Pentagon? He's like, yeah, I'm making coffee for generals. <laughs> That's pretty much what he, I mean, hey, obviously If it joking, pays, it but, pays. Hey, it it paid. <laughs> <laughs> so but but both my parents had dogs growing up. Like they they grew up with dogs. So we always wanted a dog. I, I would always ask, like, man, can we get a pet? Can we get a dog? And my dad at one point told me, He goes, Hey Josh, he goes, We we would have gotten y'all you know, a dog, you know, way before. He goes, But with all the moving we had to do it would just be really hard to have to take care of a dog. And so when he explained that, I was kind of like, okay, I, I, it makes sense to me. Um, yeah, I, I will not hold that against you. <laughs> yeah. So. He, uh,
1: my dad has had a, a lot of dogs himself, and uh, he calls my dog uh, a once in a lifetime dog, where mm. like uh, you're never going to have a dog that acts that good like on his own and just is so attentive to you. And like he's like my child. He calls it once a life. And like uh it seems like everybody that meets him knows he's special. It's weird. Hmm. Like my mom's not much on dogs, but he he follows her around and she loves him and like he'll sleep in the bed with her and he'll cover she'll cover him up with a towel and a <laughs> blanket and all kinds of stuff. He's he's a he's a great boy.
0: So here here's a question. Oh, actually, let me let me pause on that. Uh, there was something oh the 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 cooking stuff. I wanted to mention that before I forget it. So Logan brought over something that he had made. Uh, you want to go ahead and explain that?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I've been thinking about this transition the whole time. Okay. Perfect. So just as much as I love the computer world and technology and stuff, I also love like nature and the outdoors world and all kinds of stuff like that. So um, today, whenever I came over for the podcast, I brought Josh a little gift. Uh, Brought him some deer chili made with like venison hamburger. Oh, voice crack. <laughs> hey, it
0: does to me too. It
1: happens, but I'm I made I brought him some deer chili and um.
0: Which looked and smelled amazing, by the way. I have not tried it yet, but it was good.
1: Yeah, with uh, some venison from a deer that I killed and processed myself. I didn't process that one myself. I know how to, but I didn't.
0: Okay. Explain okay, so explain that, um. I've never been hunting myself, but I have a, a, my brother-in-law, he knows how to do all of that kind of stuff. Like I remember him, okay, let me mention this real quick. Uh, James, if you're listening to this, or if you get to listen to this podcast, I remember the first time when you were still kind of like, I think y'all, I don't think you were engaged yet to to my sister Brooke, um, but y'all maybe are on the cusp of that. And I remember you, (laughs) you you had gone out with some buddies, I think y'all had like four deer. And this was in like West Virginia I think, Virginia or West Virginia. Um they had a uh like a, a cabin or a lodge or whatever. And uh family I think family owned. So anyway, they had like four deer that they had they had uh you're going to have to help me with the terms. They had hung up, they had already cut off all of the what what do you call the it? hide. They yeah. Skinned it. skinned it. They had skinned, yeah, skinned it. Skinned it, gutted it. So now y'all don't know my sister Brooke, she's the the first of my my four four younger uh, sisters there is no way that she <laughs> would have ever had an interest in going over and taking a look of some skinned deers hanging up. Ah, uh, yeah, it's, but dude, my, my brother-in-law, James, is like, Hey, you want to come
1: over and take a look? And she's like, yeah,
0: like all excited. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my goodness.
1: They, they she wanna, is in love. <laughs> they they want to eat it. They want to eat it, but they don't want to, they don't want to have to do the dirty work. To yeah. Get to that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. So explain, explain what you would do to, to prepare it. I know you said you didn't, do that one specifically. Well, I'll start off
1: like, I've been hunting my whole life, like ever since I was like four years old. Oh, wow. Um, my first deer, it was like a doe in our yard. And uh, you're not supposed to shoot them with a 22 because it's, it doesn't usually kill them. Um, but my dad, he gave me a 22 because I was aggravating him. I was like, hey, there's a deer out in the yard. I want to, I want to shoot the deer. And then he gave me this twenty two and I shot it. And it was like a perfect heart shot. And that thing just dropped right there. And dad's like, well, I guess we got to process it now.
0: And how old were you at this like,
1: point? Probably like four or five.
0: Oh, my goodness, dude. I can't imagine. Like yeah. my, my parents wouldn't even let me have a toy gun at this age because nah, they thought I was going to grow up to be like a murderer.
1: No, nah, <laughs> nah, my parents are all about guns, like showing me gun safety and growing up around guns.
0: So see see mom and dad uh see no they changed their mind later my mom was a little bit concerned cuz she had seen some like stuff on TV about don't let your kid play but I would sit there and I'd use my my sister's plastic hair dryer as a as a toy
1: gun <laughs> Yeah we weren't allowed to point um anything that looked like a real gun we weren't allowed to point at each other mm. So like even if it was a toy gun that looked like a real gun we couldn't we could use Nerf guns and stuff but if it looked like a real gun we weren't allowed to Pointed at each other. Me and That's pretty brother. cool, dude. Yeah. Which, I grew up all kinds of, like, gun safety and stuff. And I have friends who didn't. And, uh, like, I'll show them some of my guns because I got kind of a little gun collection going on. Um, I've only got, like, three guns that I own. Um, but then the first thing they do is they pick it up and they, like, they move it. And then they, the barrel goes right across my body. I'm like, Bro. <laughs> you just pointed the gun at me like what are you doing <laughs> and they're like oh i wasn't thinking i wasn't thinking about that man i'm like i get i get all <laughs> upset about it because i i grew up knowing all the gun safety and to keep the safety on the gun on and we don't store them with any bullets in the chamber and mm. all kinds of stuff and yeah so basically to process a deer first you have to go out and you have to hunt a deer which is sometimes harder than it, than it 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 is harder than it looks like you, if you're using a tree stand, you might have to sit there for like six hours waiting on a, a deer to come by. Okay. Um, I got to get up super early in the morning or right before the sun goes down and you get it down and, um, you can relocate it after you have made it expire. <laughs> but, um, the first process is you gotta cut it open. Um, usually from, like, the butthole all the way up to where the sternum starts. Okay, so and I think I've you, seen somebody do this. Yeah, you pull yeah. out the guts, and you stick your hand up in there, and you cut the membrane. Um, you also, I forgot to mention this before, um, we always use something called a butt-out, which is kind of gruesome, but cut around its, its anus. <laughs> uh, you stick this orange thing in there that has, it's like a fishing hook where it's got the prongs on it where mm-hmm. it won't come out. Cut around the anus, pull out its colon, and when the poop stops, like you can see like a line of, of <laughs> poop, when the poop stops, you take like a bread tie and you tie it off. Okay. And, and then you cut above the bread tie so that none of the poop gets in the meat or in the organs. Or Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're you trying to preserve first. the meat. Yeah. You do that ah, first. Interesting. And then you go in and you cut like the membrane and the diaphragm around the guts and Um, then you have to reach up inside of it and it sounds kind of gruesome because you're getting covered in blood and all kinds of stuff. And then you cut off the esophagus as far up in it as you can. And then after that, once you have all the diaphragm and stuff, all the guts just kind of roll out. And And I think
0: I, so let me just say this guys, when I watched. Somebody do some of what uh, Logan's just just mentioned, and it was he. Didn't, we didn't do the anus stuff,
1: <laughs> but yeah, there was. You can a, just cut it off from the inside. But,
0: but I, I saw it. You know, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm expecting something like from The Walking Dead, like this. You know, gory, like you know, all this it's sound just, there's effects.
1: There's not nearly as much blood as you would think. Not
0: not much at all. And I was surprised at how quiet it was. It was more of like just like I don't know, like if you're cutting a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with a knife. Yeah. Like, that's about what it sounded yeah, like. Yeah,
1: but whenever you first. Like go in to gut it, and you have to cut the skin from like here. You got to be careful, super careful, to um to not uh, cut the the stomach.
0: Oh, okay. Because then it could then all the stuff spills out. Because you said the membrane, so it's the thing around all of it. Yeah. Okay.
1: And you have to cut it in a way towards where the hairs are going, Mm -hmm. so that uh, the hairs don't end up inside and cause a big mess.
0: So you learned all of this how how early, how young were you, and you've learned how to do all of this kind of?
1: Whenever I first started paying attention, I've known, I've watched my dad do it since I was itty-bitty, but um, whenever I first started paying attention was around when I was teenage years. Okay. 12, 13 was whenever I really started paying attention. I'm yet to do it by myself. Dad's always there to help me do it, but um, I could probably do it by myself now if I wanted to. And then it sounds kind of gruesome but it's it's nice to have like uh, somebody there like my dad to like hold the legs open so that they aren't closed and all kinds of stuff.
0: See this is giving me flashbacks too. Th- this was I think back in like 2014, no maybe 2013. Time frame it was it was a couple of years back where I remember this happening cuz this was over like a Thanksgiving. Uh and again this was before my my sister was married cuz my my sister Brooke got married in 2014. And so I think it was the year before that for a Thanksgiving, and oh man, I forget the guy's name, but there was a, a buddy. Um, I can't remember his name, but I remember us going out, and and I even remember he had cut the deer open, and he was he was doing all the stuff, and then he started kind of like breaking out in some mild hives, and uh, and we were like, dude, what's going? He goes, oh, I'm allergic to deer or like deer fur. I'm like, dude, you're hunting deer and you're allergic. And He's like, yeah, it's not that bad. If I you know I, I didn't bring my gloves with me this time. <laughs>
1: Lord of Mercy. So he just left the knife out there. I say to use gloves, but I don't. Yeah, (laughs) that's unnecessary safety precaution. Yeah.
0: Okay, so so you've once you've got the deer and you've got all the the membranes and everything out. Do you use that? Like, can that be stuff that you can use and cook?
1: You can cook the liver. You can cook the organ meats, but it's kind of hard to decide on what you can cook and what you can't. But the liver for sure, and the heart for sure. Okay. We don't typically eat those, but the last year I killed this year, um, I decided to eat the heart. But um, so it, you got the orders and stuff in there, but you mm-hmm. cut all that out, throw it to the side because that's like just cartilage. Um, but the, the actual meat of the heart, I took it and uh, I cooked it up some and then I, I pickled it actually.
0: Okay, pickled Deer's heart. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) This sounds like something you'd find in a video game. Like, you just found some pickled deer's heart. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Shout out to Meat Eater Podcast and uh, Meat Eater. It's something like a hunting type thing. Okay. They go out and hunt all kinds of stuff. And uh, they have their own show on Netflix and stuff. I think I got the idea from Steven Ranella, the main guy. There, he was talking about pickled deer heart, so I decided to try it out myself. And it was it was pretty good actually. I was
0: about to ask, how did it turn out?
1: Yeah, it was pretty good.
0: Huh. Yeah. So for the two people who are still listening that haven't been grossed out. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is how all your meat comes. This it, is how this is what happens with your cows, your sheep, your everything, your pigs, yes. your chickens. This is how it this is how it happens. This so, is nature. Somebody's
0: gotta do it, man. So you can get grossed out, but man, okay, so i was gonna say you can get grossed out, but once you once you taste it, when it's all fresh and cooked and, and put into a, a deer stew, you called it a stew, right? Or a
1: no, nah, that's just deer chili.
0: Deer chili, that's right. Deer yeah. chili, because yeah, that's he what you some... do
1: with the hamburger. You make chili, or you can make tacos, or all kinds of different anything that you do with normal hamburger, you can do with deer hamburger, deer burger.
0: Now, what is there a specific part of the deer that you use for the the kind of?
1: All right, so some areas of the deer are typically like, tougher, tougher meat, and that's what you'll use for the hamburger. So, like, the shanks, which is, like, the forearm on people, and uh, the back legs a lot of times are tough. Those are good hamburgers, and uh, up around the neck is also good for hamburger. But the things that you really are looking for, there's some good, like, roast on the on the ass and stuff like that. Um, so the roast from the ass and... Um, the shoulders are also kind of tough. You can roast those though. Okay. Um, but once you get into the, like the shank, it's a bunch of like little tiny muscle groups, So it's hard to like do a roast with that. Uh, add the loins, the back straps, there's some meat on either side of the spine. Okay. That's like your premium like loins. So, okay. yeah, they're called back straps.
0: Now what's your, what would be your favorite, uh, I guess favorite section of meat off of a deer. Like, is there the a specific back straps. the back straps? That's There's what I also you were...
1: inner loins, but those can taste kind of gamey sometimes.
0: Okay, now I've got a, I've got a question on that because I I've had deer meat and stuff in the past. I, I remember uh, you growing up. This is back in Abilene, Texas. There was like a, a men's group at the church group we were a part of. Uh, it was a it was a Baptist church group, and they had a like a deer hunting and and not just deer. They were also hunting other <laughs> stuff, and we have this big like you know, men's gaming or game, uh, wild game or whatever. Yeah, wild game. It was something like that. And so I remember there was one time that my dad and I went, and, man, like the, the people that were cooking the deer meat and all that stuff and getting it all prepped, the venison was yeah. very good. Like it was really, really good. The next time we went, the people that had cooked it from like the, the year prior, they weren't there. It was somebody else. And so I remember tasting it, and I was like, It just doesn't taste as good. And my dad said, he goes, he goes, yeah, it tastes kind of gamey. He goes, you you taste that? And I was like, I I don't know what that means, but I, I," and he's like, it doesn't, doesn't taste like the, the last year. And and I was like, yeah, it does. And it kind of, he goes, it kind of tastes gamey. So it's like, I know kind of what that is, but what, what makes it taste gamey? What is Um, that?
1: It could be an older deer. It could be what they're eating. Um, A lot of the gaminess and stuff will, probably come from your bucks and some of the, the, the rough, the buck is like a male deer, male white tail, white tail deer, but, um, a buck steering rut, which is like whenever they are looking for a female and they're all excited and they're running around, they don't take care of themselves cause they're just unbelievably horny. <laughs> <laughs> so like they'll get really fat, Uh, beforehand and then they'll like work all that off and not spend almost any time eating the whole time they're just trying to get to the does um which are female deer and uh that's the doe a deer female deer (laughs) they can can make the they can make the the meat not taste as good
0: okay okay that makes sense all right so so you prepare the meat You've got uh, you've got stuff that you can turn into kind of the, the, the ground beef type stuff, mm. or I guess it would be ground I'll, venison. I'll, hold on.
1: Also another thing that could make it taste more gamey is if you don't get the blood out of it. Mm. So what we typically do is we cut the throat and we hang it upside down and we let all the blood drain out, which helps with some of that.
0: See, that's where my, my brother-in-law, uh, James, was taken. <laughs> taking, now most of the, the blood had already been drained out, so it wasn't like it was just sitting there oozing out stuff. But that, that was the, the point where he's like, Hey Brooke, let's go over and look at this and and she went over and looked at it. That that's when I knew she was smitten. I was like, Okay, this is gonna happen. <laughs> so they're they're happily married, have four kids now, which is great. So Yeah, my girlfriend <laughs>
1: likes to eat the game meat, but she's not the biggest fan of the process inside of it either.
0: <laughs> oh man. Okay, so so you've got you've got the 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 computer and mechanical and what was the degree mechatronics mechatronics yeah mechatronics uh, degree that you're you're close to finishing correct
1: uh, yeah I got one semester left yeah one semester left so, yeah, yeah so in December I'll be graduating hopefully
0: well dude congratulations in advance because I know you're gonna you're gonna make it this guy's pretty sharp and I pick I'm gonna I'm gonna brag on you a little bit so for uh for for Logan's parents um my first impression of meeting Logan. After, because I met your your friend Jeremy first, and then Jeremy was like, yeah, we're he's my roommate. So I talked with him, and he was talking about just the schooling and the studies and stuff. I was like, this guy's pretty sharp. Like I remember thinking, I feel like you have a better approach to uh, education and pursuing stuff that you're good at than I. Maybe better direction too, in some sense than I did personally. Because I didn't like I didn't even want to go to college. Now part of this was temperament. So I'm not going to put this all on on my parents um i just really didn't want to go to college i kind of felt like i had to and so then when i went i went to a bible college because that was kind of what was i was directed toward and you know nothing against necessarily a bible college but i just didn't know what what i was going to be doing
1: yeah that's what that's how a lot of people are
0: yeah (laughs) and so it's good I, i felt encouraged going okay here's at least a buddy that i know who is going and pursuing a degree that is going to be useful. Uh, that's going to be able to provide for whatever your your needs are, um, and you're going to be doing something you are good at, like the, that you have an interest in. And I feel like okay, so you've got the you'll, you'll get the degree in the, the mechatronics, but then you also have these these skill sets of like going out and hunting. Uh, Logan was showing me some pictures of like a, some gardening stuff that he and his girlfriend, correct? Yeah. Had she's doing well? She was doing more of like the like flowers and. No, or, she
1: does most of the gardening stuff. Oh, okay. I help her with it, but she's she's mostly doing that stuff. And see my she's sister Brooke at the does some of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's she's got a green thumb for sure. Like <laughs> yeah, everything she planted, like she would just throw some seeds in a pot and they'd plant. Hmm. I mean they'd they grow. Which is I don't know. I could probably do it, but she's seems to be better at it than me.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you've got that that also there. And then um, the artistic stuff, you said you drew pictures. Mm-hmm. So, like, what would, you, what would be a typical thing you'd, you'd probably want to draw?
1: I like drawing realistic stuff. So, like, I've drawn some, like, a lot of skulls. I'm really into drawing skulls just because the just nature of it. You can get a lot of good shading, and it's good practice.
0: Ooh. See, I've got a – let me pull this real quick. Uh, so hang tight guys. We're going to run over and grab a, a ring that I got from, from Mexico. It's a, a ring. Okay. Let me explain it first. I, i back in 2000, I think it was 2009, maybe. No, ooh, dude, that's cool. So for those who are just uh, listening, Logan's showing me a, a, uh, what what is this with pencil or is this with charcoal yeah, or
1: it's with different levels of pencils?
0: Different levels of pencils, and how yeah. big is that in in person?
1: Like, it's the size of a page. Like so, like an nine average, and a half by eleven, I guess. Okay,
0: so and it's a like it's just a kind of a black and white uh, with a, with a skull that's kind of just.
1: And then there's Courage to caliber, Cowardly Dog.
0: Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that looks really school. good. Yeah, that actually looks really good.
1: And then here's some of the like slam chops that i made
0: Ooh, that looks good dude
1: yeah i wish that the podcast could see it but
0: so okay so we're uh when i did the podcast with steven uh a couple a couple days back uh, and for those who didn't listen man you got to check out both the episodes it was amazing steven had a time of it I i'll did vouch too. for
1: it i'll vouch for it <laughs> it was a good podcast it
0: was a good podcast it was very real very sincere fun roller coaster ride uh but we're we're planning to try and get some video footage, especially for the Spotify users uh, or listeners, rather, um, because Spotify allows for those those kinds of uploads. So I've just got to figure out the tech stuff, and I've got well, a guy who's good with tech right across from me. Yeah, right now. I was
1: about to say, listen to that you talking about getting camera stuff set up. I was almost half tempted to come over early today and uh, like. Trying to help you set that stuff up, but then I realized I didn't want to be on camera, so I'll just take my shot. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of myself, so
0: hey, we're we're gonna change that though because I, I told uh, I told Logan I was like, "We're there's definitely gonna be a a second a second podcast with you as a guest, at least you, maybe some other people brought yeah. in too." Because probably
1: if I could rope Jeremy in up here, that dude, nice. I would love to get Jeremy on. We, could have, we have some good stories.
0: Yes, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be trying to get more mics too, so that everybody mm-hmm. gets one. Uh, but but, so that, and then having some video footage with uh, with some of the, the iPhones that I have, I know there's a way to do that. I just yeah. haven't figured it out yet, so so I don't
1: know, Apple's pretty hardcore about for some reason you have to pay to get your photos from your iPhone to your computer. Oh so, dang. but you could like record it and uh, just lap it on top of each other because yeah, I've done a lot of editing. okay and stuff because uh we ran like a high school news show. But it was more like, um, you know who Eric Andre is?
0: No, I don't think I do. Um, Eric Andre. not, like,
1: not head. You know like the surrealist type comedy that is on like Adult Swim? Like the Tim and Eric show and stuff like that?
0: I've only, so I haven't watched a ton of like TV, but I'm familiar with Adult Swim. And I'm yeah. familiar with that style of comedy. So. Yeah,
1: so like we really liked that style of comedy. So we'd. I did a bunch of like funny stuff in and I was the main editor and kind of producer of the, of the show. Um, Okay. See now my
0: brother Micah, I mentioned him beforehand, but not name. So Micah, I know you're listening to some of my podcast stuff, so I'm shouting you out too, but he does a lot of like sound editing Now he can do the visual stuff too, but he's very good with the sound stuff.
1: I'm more on the visual side. Okay. I haven't done much sound editing. Okay. Okay. So anyway,
0: continue. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Um, was i I guess uh
0: with the Eric Andre and, uh, uh yeah,
1: so we just we basically wanted to mimic that style of comedy, and I got good at um Adobe Premiere, okay, which is like your expensive software, but I pirated it <laughs> <laughs> uh. You guys can sue me. I don't care because it, the, my program no longer works on Premiere. So I guess I couldn't show you how to use Premiere because I don't know how to use Premiere. I, I can't get Premiere for free anymore. <laughs> but if, if this podcast blows up and you've got the money for it, I can show you how to use Premiere. <laughs> that's, that's what I used because uh, I know my... Dude, who is like the host of it? He tries to do some editing, but he uses like free softwares and stuff, and he can't do as much as like a professional software, like Premiere.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: So I could definitely help you set that stuff up, probably.
0: We were gonna have to do that at some point, yeah. Uh, maybe in sure. the near for future. Sure. All right. So see, see what happens, guys. When I when I, I kept thinking, I was like, when I wanted to start my podcast, I'm like, man, I don't, I don't have all the, the I can't figure all this out. I, I've kind of got. It's like let me just start it and then Pete, now I'm having people on here who are like, Oh yeah, I can show you how to do that. Yeah, oh, yeah, we can yeah. totally do that. So I just got t- I had to take that little step of faith and be like, all right, yeah. you know, I'm doing the Indiana Jones thing <laughs> where it's like, okay, I know I'm gonna get across this, I'm not sure how, but oh, there's a bridge here. It kind of blended in, but there's the bridge.
1: <laughs> well, I'm I'm somewhat of like a podcast uh what do you call it? Connoisseur
0: connoisseur yeah okay yeah. okay so
1: like i listen to a lot of podcasts and i was super impressed with the pacing you were able to keep up like there's no dead space and then to figure out you're not editing out the dead space yeah I we like, weren't
0: i hadn't done any of the editing. yeah i
1: was like dang man he's 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 really got a knack for this oh like, thank you man you sound super professional with a microphone and <laughs> yeah hey, i'll so. pay you that
0: 20 for all of this yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nah, nah, no, he, I didn't be... pay him to say this, guys. This is so I appreciate that. Nah, I was super that. impressed with it. <laughs> See, yeah. it, it, you make it easy though. You make it easy because this is a yes. good flow. Oh, let me. Okay, let me go and grab the. I I literally have a ring that I got in 2010. I think when I was down in Mexico, I went to a place called Tosco, which is like a, a city that was built off of hey, a, a silver. Tosco, like <laughs> 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 you know that's a dad joke that I should have made I can't <laughs> yeah. believe that that was that was good <laughs> yeah tosco not to be uh, misconstrued with Costco uh, but uh, but it's a, a silver mine city I think I don't that's know cool. I don't know how much it, if it's still up and running as much now but they had tons of stuff in fact the, I've got again this is where we need the video footage but I've got this ring right here which is a one that I got down in tosco it was at the time 10 bucks 10 mm-hmm. bucks for a cool cool silver ring there. Um, I've got another one that's got three skulls on it. So I'm going to go over there real quick. So if you want okay. to do the uh, the Jeopardy music.
1: Do, 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 do.
0: Perfect. There we go.
1: Oh, it's got a little skull on it. That's cool.
0: Yeah, and I've got a little tie on it there. But, uh, but yeah, it's got – so I, I got this this uh, ring because this was back with, like, Pirates of the Caribbean films were coming mm-hmm. out. And when I saw this, I was like, "Oh my goodness, this looks like something that maybe Jack Sparrow would be wearing on his finger." And uh, so I get it. Come to find out, I'm wearing it there in Mexico, and I have a bunch of you know a bunch of people ask me. They're like, "Why are you wearing that 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 ring?" And I was like, "Oh, it's a cool ring I got." Like, yeah, but that's like uh, that's kind of that's kind of bad. You know, I, f- I forget how they were wording it, but I'm kind of like, "Well, what do you mean?" And so basically, this was more like a Day of the Dead type thing. So it's like that's kind of like demonic satanic or you know just kind of evil and i'm sitting there i'm like oh no i thought of pirates and i mentioned jack sparrow and stuff and they're like oh okay and i said go yeah look i I, i'm not familiar with all that kind of stuff i'm i'm an american man (laughs) (laughs) yeah so but i'd explain it to him like yeah this is like jack sparrow pirates of the caribbean you know he can and then they were kind of like oh okay okay so that's that's why you're wearing it but i remember i remember doing some even like magic tricks where i would take um a little sleight of hand tricks where I'd take the ring, the, you know, this pirate ring, and I would make it, I would put it in one hand, essentially, and then, or I think I would even do it where I'd drop it into another person's hand and have them close their hand around it when I dropped it. And then I'd be like, okay, you know, abracadabra, snap my fingers. And then when they open their hand up, it's actually the other silver ring that I have. And they're like, how'd you do that? Make it go back. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going to make it go back to the evil ring that you were, you know, giving me flack for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I, I, I wiggled my way out of that, but uh, but anyway.
1: Well, then they just think you're demonic, and you're just practicing witchcraft. Practicing
0: witchcraft right in front of them. <laughs> so uh, shout-out again to my dad who taught me some of those basic sleight-of-hand tricks. I remember him making, making a rock just to disappear and then just appear in whatever hand. And I could never figure it out, and I remember just being so not frustrated but i was like w- how is he doing this and then he showed me how and i was like oh that is so cool and so that got me hooked on all the side of hand stuff <laughs> so okay a big tangent there um th- and that was because of the the drawings and stuff that you yeah. you had done so that but what were we just talking about
1: mm, i think we were talking about like editing and stuff yeah the so, editing okay so yeah. you have
0: editing skills uh with vi- with visual stuff you you can do the the, the mechatronics mechatronics yeah uh hunting you have fishing hunting <laughs> fishing artist type work where you're drawing stuff uh what maybe a better question is what's a a category of oh in music do you, do you play music at I all i don't or?
1: play music i tried to i got bored with it real quick i tried to play the bass but i have super small hands i have okay. like woman size hands <laughs> so <laughs> The bass was kind of hard on my hands, so I didn't huh. I, I didn't stick with it.
0: See, I've got long fingers. Yeah, I,
1: like... Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I, I, I play guitar, and that was, again, shout out to my mom, because my, my mom, there was a point where she had uh, reached out or talked with my dad and had said, okay, I want all of my kids to learn how to play guitar. Or not guitar, play an instrument. Everybody's got to play an instrument. And I was like, oh, I don't want... You. My sister Brooke had already been playing piano, but I was like, I don't, I don't want to do, so I ended up saying, I'll play guitar just to be different, because um, my younger brother was saying, hey, I'm going to play piano, and then my sisters after that, they were too little, and some of them weren't born yet, but they all ended up learning a piano as well. So I chose guitar, my dad plays saxophone, um, and at first, like the first, well, the first couple of lessons, I was kind of like, ah, this guy, I guess I'll do it. But I kind of thought it was cool. Like when I started being able to play a few notes, I was like, okay, this isn't too bad. And then after, it was a year of lessons that I took. We were living in Kansas at the time. And I couldn't really do a ton with the with the guitar, um, but it was still kind of interesting. And then when we moved to Texas, I got a different guitar teacher and he started really getting me playing. And uh, oh man, I remember, I think his first name was Matt. I, I've i got his last name somewhere in the back of my mind, but Shout out to him for teaching me how to really play the guitar. Because at that point, like I was enjoying guitar. I think he was in college doing a music major and stuff. So he really knew guitar well. And these long fingers really come in handy with being able to to reach certain notes on on in strings and stuff on the guitar. Mm-hmm. And even my brother with with piano. You know, uh, I've had people say like, "Dude, you have perfect hands for piano in terms of just the long reach of of my fingers." So. So there's something there. Maybe I need to maybe I need to learn piano as well. But <laughs> maybe
1: maybe maybe.
0: But you did. you did say you like listening to music yeah, though.
1: Yeah. like a lot. I listen to um mostly rap, mostly or er, a lot of like he makes punk music with rap. Okay. So like you probably don't know anybody that I listen to but like Suicide Boys, Nascar Allo, um XXXTentacion, you probably heard of him. Heard of him. Yeah. Um, Josiah, and then I listened to some slow music like Mac Miller. I've heard of him. Do you know who Joji is?
0: I don't think so. Joji. How do you spell that? Is that?
1: J-O-J-I.
0: J-O-J-I. I'm not sure. Not off the top of my head at least. But I'm a connoisseur of music and artists, so this is giving me some new stuff to check out. Yeah,
1: so it's like um, Suicide Boys is a lot of like your, it's like emo music type mixed with like Memphis hip hop.
0: And Memphis hip hop what what's distinctive about that? Like,
1: um the flow. Okay. I guess. Okay. And then it's uh real like sinister music. Um a lot of sh- stuff you probably wouldn't like hearing but <laughs> you're a religious man, but
0: <laughs> Yeah see that that's one of the reasons. So I've mentioned uh and Logan even asked me beforehand when I was trying to get him on the podcast, he was like, so he goes, I want to make it just clear. Do we have to talk about religious stuff? And I was like, nope, well, you don't have to at all. It's just that the people so far who had been on the podcast wanted to talk about more of the religious kind of conservative stuff. And so that's why I said we can open up to whatever.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm down to talk about my religious views on here. Cause it's, I'd say it's fairly like far away from like where your typical, like your typical guest
0: okay honestly i kind of am now interested because what i've wanted to have is people of completely different perspectives because i've met these people and had these types of conversations in person um there's a guy that i'm also trying to get on the the podcast and and he's very much interested but he's kind of a he's very very spiritually minded person um I talked with him at DHL a lot, and very, very interesting guy. Like I'd love to have him on the podcast because he just has such a different perspective of things. So I'm trying to get people who have like a, a wide, like a wide swath of, of of views and and people. So I'd be more than happy, dude, if you want to.
1: Okay, so the closest thing that I could say that I'm following is um, this religion called Thelema.
0: Say that again. Thalima. Thalema. Thalema. Okay, I've never heard of this. So, Thelema.
1: Um, It was... Do you know who Aleister Crowley is? Yes. Yeah, I've heard of his name. It's his religion.
0: Oh, now, did he create it, or was it something... I
1: believe so, or maybe pioneered it. I'm not sure.
0: Dude, okay. I got to shout out somebody else, too. There's a guy that I met when I was down in Galveston, Texas, just randomly. And, oh, man, there's so much I want to say, but I want to get him on the podcast. He... He... I'll just say this much: He called himself a, a Satanist or a Luther. Uh, no, a Luciferian, Luciferian or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I
1: got some good stories about the good old Satan,
0: dude. Well, I was wearing a like Jesus. Uh, Y'all need Jesus t-shirt, <laughs> and I was out jogging <laughs> on the on the boardwalk or on the the seawall, and uh, and he said something to me like, "Man, yo, Jesus sucks" or something like that. I didn't hear him, and so I was like, "Oh, hey, man, what's up?" Because I had my earbuds in. Then he kind of got, like, he th- I think he thought I wanted to fight. And I was like, no, man, I, I, what, what were you saying? Sorry, you know. So we actually had a really good conversation after that. And he, he even apologized. He was like, sorry, man, I, I just. And he had said to me, he goes, dude, I'm a Satanist. What do you think about that? And I was like, honestly, okay, dude. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I was like, honestly, dude, I, I feel like Satanists are misunderstood. And he goes, all right, man, thanks for that. And he gave me a handshake. Then we had a really good conversation. And then a few years later called him, like, randomly we had a phone call and he was telling me about his life story, and oh my goodness, it was it was epic. Like it was something that would make for like a a, a movie or a TV show series, you know, Netflix specials, you know, whatever. So he's going to be on the podcast at some point, and it was ah, I'm just so glad I ran into that guy. Okay, so back to a. Uh, okay, what you're so
1: saying. I start questioning my religion probably because I grew up kind of Christian. Okay, but like. Once my little brother was born, we stopped going to church. We never, like, prayed before meals or anything besides on my mom's side before, like, Thanksgiving dinner and stuff like that. But I started questioning it, like, um, like, the thought of what if it's all switched around and we're being led to believe that the God, the Christian God, is the, like, good guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, to simplify it and that the devil is the bad guy but it's actually switched around because if you look at like what they say about Satan it's all kinds of stuff about like the freedom to do what you want and all kinds of like freedom aspects Mm -hmm. and um, it's a question things like if the Bible is saying these things are bad but these things are what make people feel good and um, going down that rabbit hole of what we actually should be living, um, so this is where it gets interesting. Okay. So I start delving into this like almost satanic type stuff. Right? And
0: what was the time frame around this? Just uh, for
1: about five years ago, I'd say.
0: So you, because I I started right. questioning. I'll mention this when I was nine. I remember asking my mom straight up, "How do we know there's a God, and how do we know we can trust the Bible?" And she was like, just blown away at my question. She. Didn't even know how to respond. So uh, so that was the first time I ever asked that question. And I remember wrestling with similar stuff throughout my teen years. You know, I had to kind of almost do it on my own by myself in the background. So,
1: <laughs> And then I went through a period um, where I didn't believe that there was a higher power and a lower power. Um, okay. I believed that there was just one power and um, that the church was evil, which I still hold that the church is heavily influenced by man Mm -hmm. and and their decisions and that no religion can have it perfectly correct. Like I think that you should draw from all these different religions and they're different to get what you like to where you think that is the truth.
0: Hmm. Uh, See, that's interesting. That's an interesting, keep going, man, keep Um, going. I'm liking it. (laughs) but,
1: (laughs) But I start questioning all these things and like, is the, is there a lower power and why should I not go towards the lower power, right? Mm-hmm. So I start doing things on my own, like I'm researching it, and I get in my mind this um, this thing. It's called manifestation okay. where you can believe something so hard you can affect your own reality. And uh, I think this all started, actually, to go back, I had this really crazy dream. Mm. which might be the first time that the, the lower power that I believe um, kind of, like, tried to speak to me, right? Okay. Um, Trick me or whatever. But it was, I was laying asleep on my mom's couch in her office, and um, I don't think I'm asleep, but, like, it's one of those dreams where everything just looks like it was whenever you were asleep. All of a sudden, I'm, like, stuck. And, um... Things. So, like a sleep paralysis yeah. type thing. Okay. Okay. And then um these everything just turns red and these chairs, these bar stools up here and they're like on top of one another with the seats touching and they're like spinning in the opposite directions and I'm feeling all kinds of anxiety and it just gets faster and faster and <sighs> like having an anxiety overload and everything explodes, right? Like it was like seeing this like hell, like feeling like hell. Um whether Hell is really not. But so
0: when you say everything explodes, you mean like the the whole surroundings. Yeah, like
1: everything just went white, and there was just fog. Huh. And then okay. through the fog came this little mug that was depicted Jesus, like Jesus was on the mug.
0: So like a coffee mug
1: type yeah, mug, but it was just Jesus's face as the mug. Huh. No, okay. So, so it was almost like it was telling me that everything that is evil is actually. God and Jesus doing it.
0: Interesting.
1: So I had this dream, right? And then it started to me kind of questioning things. And I go down this like satanic type, uh, pathway and, um, believe in like manifestation and stuff. So I really put it to the test. And, um, so this happened over like one or two years. I start really putting it to the test. I, I, There's this rapper blowing up. He's dead now. Um, Juice World. You've probably heard of him.
0: Dude, I've heard Juice World. Yes, Um, I've heard of that. And I was
1: like, by the end of this year, I'm going to meet Juice World. Right? And uh, I believe it, believe it, trying to manifest it. Mm -hmm. Two days go by. Somebody who is followed by Juice World follows my Instagram.
2: Okay, uh huh.
1: But then some sketchy shit started happening. My bad on the language, but (laughs) it's okay. Keep going. 13. We get a couple of them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But like whenever I really started getting into this stuff, it it started feeling more and more like I was late for a meeting. And then I get to like, I'm showering by myself in the middle of the night and uh, I'm in a campground and it feels like someone's outside of the stall waiting for me. And like, um, this is what I'm talking about whenever I put on the little podcast list of dance with the devil.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah.
1: like I feel for like two months that I'm late for a meeting with the devil.
0: Interesting. Dude, this is like keep going, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's some it's some wild stuff. And like even any time I go to sleep I had to wait almost almost every night I felt like I had to wait past three AM to be able to go to sleep because that's whenever he would have, like, the most strong power, supposedly, is at 3 a.m.
0: See, now I've heard people talk about stuff like that, like 3 a.m., and specifically 3 a.m. Like,
1: it got to the point where I could almost feel, like, out of the corner of my eye, I could see, like, a hand trying to come over, like, out of my closet to come meet with me. And, uh, like, I just felt like he was coming to talk to me. But mentally, I was like, buddy, I'm not talking to you. I'm not going to sell my damn soul to you. I'm not. So I mentally was able to push him away, and eventually it subsided. Mm-hmm. So I realized, okay, so there is a higher power and a lower power. I still don't believe in any of the typical religions. Okay. Um, But I experienced that lower power, and I want nothing to do with it. Dude, like, that's
2: fascinating.
1: Yeah. So um, because uh, you hear, like, musicians and stuff talking about, like, making a deal with the devil and selling their soul and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was almost in that position to where he was, cause he was in a big depressive episode in my life too. Mm. So like I was down on my luck, down in the dumps in high school and uh, felt like he was trying to meet with me. And I decided, well, nothing to do with that. Cause I was like, I was interested in witchcraft and stuff like that. Never okay. really did it, but I was like very interested in it. Now I'm like, not about it. I don't care, mm. like my girlfriend's kinda into it. She wants to learn more about it, but I'm staying hell away from it from my experiences that I had to go through. Um but it's left me at this point where I've picked up what's the lima, like my own version of it. Which basically if you do as you feel is right in life, no matter if it's a sin or a bad thing, as long as you feel it is right, you will get an afterlife deservant of what choices you have made in your life. Okay. So you can sin, you can do anything, but as long as what you feel is doing is right, then you will be okay in the afterlife.
0: Okay, okay. So that's,
1: that's basically where I'm at.
0: So that sounds similar to, and, and I'm by no means an expert on this. I've, I've talked with a few people Again, the the one dude that I met who called himself a, a luciferian or luciferian or whatever, uh, or you know, slash satanist, but he had said something. It's like the 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 idea of do what thou wilt.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly do what thou do what thou wilt. Yes, yeah, so, so, I have that on my class ring.
2: Okay, do okay. I
1: will, and that's like the main uh, slogan of my religion that I kind of prescribed to.
0: Okay, so okay so now that's an interesting thing because uh with with what you've said thus far there was kind of a point where you were pursuing uh you know some kinds of like witchcraft or things like that yeah so you were you were pursuing that you were doing in a sense what thou wilt uh, but then there was a point where you were like uh okay I don't I don't feel comfortable with pursuing this any further I think that this lower power or yeah so you're convinced that was like the lower power yeah so.
1: the lower power than evil energy in the universe
0: okay so you kind of went okay your sense of that is this was an evil power it was a lower power i don't want that you know there was maybe a something initially that, that made you think mate you know let me check this out let me Just not
1: distrust and authority distrust and religion distrust and yes and god himself or in the higher power thinking see, that maybe he was deceiving me
0: see okay this in the okay you, man, you were making me, you reminded me of so many ideas and things I've talked to other people about. When I was at DHL, there was another guy that I talked with and, and he'll be on the podcast. We've already got it scheduled. Uh, so he should be on, uh, with fairly soon in the near future. But I talked a ton with this guy and I remember there was a point where, um, he had mentioned, uh, we, we were both kind of talking about some of the, de- the depressive, uh, points that we were in, in our lives. And, um, we, there was a point where he was kind of just like reaching up for for help of, of any kind. And so he was like, look, I just needed a hand up. And so, I, you know, God, Satan, angels, demons, whatever, just a hand to get up. And, um, you know, I mean, that might sound, you know, I could I can hear all the people in the background uh, of my mind being like, well, you, you shouldn't go after the, but it's like, okay, hold on a second. You're missing the point. The point was he was desperate to get out of kind of the hold he was in. He was desperate to get out of the hole that he was in, and so he was striving for, uh, for just anything that could pull him out of that. Um, there's a level of desperation that you can get to that's kind of like that. So, so anyway, that came to my mind. I won't say much more because that uh, you know, that might be stuff that that is mentioned on the, the new podcast with with uh, this other buddy. So okay, so you're pursuing this this um, you know, we'll just say witchcraft, this lower power thing. You come into more contact with it. Um, and so then just based off of your experience with that, you're like, I don't know if I trust this. I don't like the the vibes that I'm getting, let's say from this. Yeah. So then you kind of pull back from that. Um, but then you still kind of pursue this, this path of like, well, I'm going to, I'm still aiming for something. Like you're still aiming for something, but you're going, I don't want this. I want something else. And you kind of mentioned like, um, it's, it's again, the idea of do what thou wilt, whether it's a sin, this, that, or the other, you are good, so, I guess my question is, uh, let's see how would I put it so everybody's got some kind of a moral compass okay, let me let me wax eloquent here for a little bit longer than I want to toss it, toss it back over to you. I've thought of it like this. it's like people everybody's got some kind of a a moral compass that they're just born with, so you ha so imagine you have a compass,
1: yeah, I believe that,
0: okay, and it's like. I, and I'm not saying that all of the compasses are equal, but what I am saying is everybody has a sense of, okay, there is there is a north and there is a south, you know, and then east and west, if you want to throw that in. But there is a north and there is a south. There is such a thing as good. There is such a thing as evil. Like, everybody has those two concepts in their mind. Mm-hmm. And you could have a, a middle ground where it's, like, blurry and you don't know, you know, the, the white and black and then gray in the middle. That's fine. But we still... Like, there's no no human being I've ever come across who has intrinsically thought, really, I have no idea that there's good and evil. Like, everybody just has a concept of there's, there's something good, there's something evil, and there's something true, and there's something false. Like, we have those categories within our minds. So, think of it like that. Everybody's got a compass. Um, the compass has a north and a south on it. Now, the question is, does everybody's compass always point north? It's like, well, maybe not. Maybe the compass is broken or is you know malfunctioning or whatever. And so it could be pointing in a way that you think is north but isn't north. And so so in other words, you could have a bunch of people who agree that there's good and evil, but they have different opinions on what good and evil is. So that's kind of the idea I have. It's like, look, everybody's got a moral compass, but their sense of morality will differ depending on kind of the, the nature and nurture stuff that you get. So, okay, so that was a long way of saying with this moral compass that you kind of have, and you're trying to determine, rather than just taking uh, someone else's word on this is evil and this is good, you're trying to kind of discern it for yourself mm-hmm. and test it out. And so, and and I think that's commendable. Honestly, guys, that's what I want everybody to do. <laughs> yeah, Because I've done that in my own life. I want people to think through. Don't just take it on blind faith of like, well, somebody said this, and so I just have to believe it. No. Like that, that, what is it, the Aristotle quote of uh, um, the unexamined life is not worth living, something like that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to toss it I, back I to Logan. Bl- I
1: believe on that a lot, um, and, and in a lot of ways I feel like uh, my moral compass is kind of sc- sc- skewed Okay. Um, a little bit, uh, which kind of led me to believe like what I believe in now, more than like a typical religion. Um. Because like I'm I'm kind of weird. I would rather get in a fist fight with you and duke it out and get beat up or get beat up than to, um. Be hurt emotionally. Mm. I'd rather be hurt physically than emotionally.
2: Mm, okay.
1: So and that's not how most people see it. Like most people see, "Oh, you're wrong for beating somebody up." I'd rather beat somebody up than hurt them emotionally because mm. that hurts more. It's a me. deeper level, yeah. yeah, it hurts more to me, like my brother's the same way, we fist fight all the time, like just dudes being dudes having fun <laughs> because we both love to fight, sometimes it's not even actually like a fight, but we've gotten into a couple little scuffles, um but I'd rather be in that kind of confrontation than for him to hurt me emotionally, and he's the same way
0: and okay, you had mentioned I think before the podcast about uh some experience with martial arts. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, and that's a perfect segue into that. Can you talk a little bit about? Your so
1: experience um, I did a couple boxing lessons whenever I was younger with uh, one of my dad's friends, who's a boxer. Um, he came to the school. My dad.
0: Um. <laughs> yeah, I've been. I've been. So let me pause real quick and just say we've been having some like ginger ale type stuff, uh, some ale eight. Again, uh, we're not. Uh, we're, we're just shouting these out just because we're trying them. Uh, I think this is a Reeds. The first time mm-hmm. I've ever tried it, craft ginger beer. Uh, non-alcoholic but it does have the uh what is it uh sparkling filtered water (laughs) so i've been trying to i've been trying to pull away from the mic when i've had my
1: burps (laughs) yeah yeah that just happened to come up mid-sentence but anyway um, keep going keep going my dad's an elementary school principal in uh, my county and one of the elementary schools one of the three and um so he brought in a dude that we were friends with who's a boxer and offered like after school boxing lessons with some of the kids um and then he also did the same thing with some jujitsu elections with a dude that he knew. So I I know some of the fundamentals of boxing and uh jujitsu. I really like jujitsu. I've done a lot of practice with my brother, just um
0: And jujitsu, what what's like the I get that in judo confused.
1: Jiu jitsu is like ground game. Okay. Like submissions and arm bars and
0: like grappling too, or is that something different? Yeah,
1: kinda. Like okay. You get them down, try to get on top of them or just different positions. Any way that you can make somebody stop fighting on the ground pretty much.
0: And is this – is jiu-jitsu the, the one where you're also using, like, the your opponent's weight against no, them? No, that's judo. Okay, that's judo. So yeah. jiu-jitsu is more of like – Judo
1: the... is, like, how you get to the ground.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: it's more of takedowns, like, to knock somebody off their feet or throw them down. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's Judo, and then once you get, you use the Judo to get them down, then you use the jujitsu to tap them out, basically.
0: Okay, that's a good way to put it. Judo to get them down, Jiu-Jitsu to get them to tap out. Yeah. Okay, I can remember that yeah. now.
1: I like yeah, that. So I, me and my brother practice all the time, just with one another, wrestling, and uh, that's what we like to do. Um, no, like, super formal training, but... I've also never lost a fight, so I got to be pretty good at it.
0: <laughs> well, see, and the reason I'd ask is I'm like, if you and your brother both have these martial arts skills, then that means that the fighting style has got to be pretty clean. Like, even if you're both upset with each other, like, all right, we're going to fight this out. Oh,
1: it, it, yeah, it, it, gets, it gets good. <laughs> so yeah. it's like,
0: did, did you hurt each other? Yes, but it's not in a way that won't heal because we had such precision. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, we. we both have really good control of, like, our reach and stuff and how hard we're actually going to hit the other person. So you mm. only throw with, like, half power or something. whenever you're just mad at him. I'm not trying to actually hurt him. I'm just trying to rough him up a little bit. He busts <laughs> his nose. His nose busts super easy. <laughs> super easy i busted on accident a million times i
0: was about to say you've had some experience like oh man it busts pretty easy i've done it like a hundred times so i have
1: (laughs) on accident most of the time because he makes a mess with it so i don't do it like on purpose very often but (laughs) there's been a couple times i did it on purpose my (laughs) nose has actually never bled
0: Wow.
1: I've played sports all my life. I've done the the fighting with my little brother. I've been punched in the nose a million times, broke my nose twice. Oh, man. Yeah, never bled.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's wrong in there. (laughs) It ain't bleeding.
0: Yeah, your brother got all the genetics for a bleeding nose, apparently. Yeah, I have
1: super (laughs) tough veins. I went to, like, donate blood one time. And they stuck me like four or five times because the needle would not go in my vein because it was super <laughs> tough. So I think that might be a factor in why my nose won't bleed.
0: Wow, that's funny, dude.
1: Yeah. I got genetically lucky, though. Nose don't bleed. I'm not allergic to poison ivy. Mosquitoes don't bother me. Ticks don't really bother me. Dude, that, man. Yeah, I got I got super lucky. Besides the fact that I have O-negative blood, so I can only take O-negative
0: blood. So guys uh I, t- I mentioned this to to Logan before the podcast but uh one of my favorite superheroes back in my college days was Wolverine. I think we're sitting in fr- I, th- I think I am sitting right in front of uh maybe the closest thing to a real life Wolverine.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe
0: you can't see the hairstyle but it it does look reminiscent of like one of the the, the yeah. like a, a son of Wolverine type thing <laughs> I, I can describe
1: it my sides are shaved and then the top is about two inches long. The top in the back is about two inches long and I have it all spiked up yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I could see it we got we got the the um what would you call it the unofficial so the the non m c u well, even technically, he's not. Well, who knows, guys? For the for the MCU people, for the Marvel fans out there, everybody's hoping for for Wolverine to show up at some point, along with the rest of the uh, what it called the mutants. So the X Men. So we'll see. We'll see where that where that leads with uh, with the MCU. But um, but yeah, we, this this might be the closest thing to meeting Wolverine that that I've had on on the podcast thus far. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, hey, I got the black nails and the spiked up hair. I really like the the punk. The punk aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a very rebellious spirit.
0: I'm going to say you got the Rolling Stones uh, t shirt now that I'm thinking yeah. about it, too.
1: Yeah. I don't listen to the Rolling Stones, though. I just like the t shirt. <laughs> that's not how most of my t shirts are, but <laughs> <laughs> like I listen to Nirvana and I have a Nirvana shirt. Okay. Okay. Yeah, teen
0: Spirit. I, I think the, or Smells Like Teen Spirit.
1: Yeah, that's one of their songs. The their most popular one. Most
0: popular one, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think if if you if you're a fan of Nirvana and you've not heard that song, um, what is wrong with you?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair, very fair, fair. I think a lot of Nirvana f- fans, like super fans, are fed up with the song because <laughs> what always gets played. And there's just as good music elsewhere. Yes, discography.
0: Well, okay. So, I, have you heard the Weird Al Yankovic, uh, um, the Weird Al's parody of it? No, I, I think don't it's think called. Oh, what is it? Smells like Nirvana. I think that's the name of the song. He does. There's a I music bet Nirvana video.
1: didn't smell good. <laughs> <laughs> they got that grunge, not grunge style going on. There's no way they wore deodorant. Oh, there's no way. There's Showered no way. once a week, probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but dude, man, like for 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 a style of music, that song. I think part of the reason why it's so popular is because it encapsulates the whole vibe, like the whole spirit of. Well, I mean, it smells like Teen Spirit. Even the lyrics, okay. I gotta say this. There was an article that I read where it was somebody who was analyzing the song, and he was saying basically the 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 core of the of the song itself, even the lyrics, because the lyrics don't seem to make sense. They're kind of all over the place, but that was kind of the point. He was like, "Yeah, this is like the the teen spirit of the day. It's like you know the the, the teenagers are all over the place in some sense. Um, they have kind of a, a general idea of what they're maybe it's a, a a a conglomeration of disparate <laughs> uh, <laughs> desires and views and perspectives. Maybe an, another way to say that is, at that time, especially, and even even for us now, we're presented with everything. We've got like a hodgepodge of just d- different worldviews and perspectives that are just thrown at us. Like the internet has has helped, you know, the technology has facilitated that you can come across like. Literally a thousand different perspectives, just in a stream of TikTok videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're literally inundated with all of this. So okay, so getting back to kind of what you were saying before, um, it's it's not a surprise, or it shouldn't, guys. For for those of you maybe who are older, you know, parents' generation, grandparents' generation, who might be listening to this, you shouldn't be surprised that us younger generations, whatever generations, you know, Y X Y Z whatever, uh, the millennials and and on on onward. That we're wrestling with stuff and we want to see, is this legitimate? We distrust authority figures because authority figures have taken tyrannical positions often or taken authority that they shouldn't have, they haven't earned. And so now they're just saying you have to believe this, you have to think this way. Go ahead, Logan. You're- um,
1: one of the greatest quotes I've seen recently was on TikTok by this dude. Um, his name is Gap Tooth on TikTok. But he said, if you believe that you have rights because of the government, you're an idiot. <laughs> you have rights because you're a human being. The government only w- seeks to take them away and then give them back temporarily when you're behaving.
2: Ooh, dude, that's good. Yeah. Dude, you know what
1: they say. And he also said that the only difference between um, a government and a street gang is the amount of people in the government and how long it's been in place.
0: That's a profound st- so what was the TikTok guy's name?
1: Uh, Gaptooth.
0: Gaptooth. Gaptooth I've never like I'm not a big TikTok user. I think I have an account, but that's about it. Uh but uh, shout out to Gaptooth. <laughs> you see, he
1: makes like surreal funny videos. Like he'll 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 walk around on like all f- he was like hopping around, He's going, and then he's like, I have to go to work today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh dude i may have come across you this guy because that sounds he's familiar. pretty he's
1: pretty like popular
0: <laughs> now th- this is a good transition into you mentioned you were also a fan of uh of tim pool yeah the tim cast so yeah you want to talk a little bit about that
1: yeah um i discovered tim pool a couple of years ago it's where i get most of my news from i still like fact check off of what he says and stuff Which is good. Yeah, but um, I really like his viewpoints on a lot of stuff. In a lot of ways, I differ from him sometimes, though. I am, like, economically super right-wing. And socially, fairly left-wing. Okay. So, like, gay rights, transgender stuff, I'm fairly left-wing on that stuff. Like, I don't care. I think we should have as much freedom as possible. But whenever it comes to economics, I'm big into capitalism, Begin to stuff like that.
0: Okay. So now, just out of curiosity, did you know about the whole, uh, like, the Pride Festival thing that had gone on?
1: Yeah, I haven't watched the video on it. Just, I know that the stampede happened, basically. Okay.
0: Like, See, I hadn't heard. Because Stephen, uh, again, I'm plugging a, a podcast that just came out, a podcast episode, two episodes, with uh, Stephen Pappas. Um, he had been to that, and I hadn't even heard about it. So we we briefly... Uh, more than briefly we touched on that in the in the podcast episode so but anyway go ahead look i'm just plugging the podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's fair that's fair plug it as much as you want <laughs> but uh no, the stampede was like in la or somewhere so like oh, big okay city. so not um, in cincinnati no not in cincinnati but i think there was pride fest everywhere mm-hmm, um, i didn't go to June. pride fest but i support them and whatever they want to do um and um yeah so yeah. this
0: again to my to my grandparents' generation, and my grandparents are very political. Like they, they're hardcore into politics, very much, uh, you know, right wing. Uh, Fox News is is a big staple, and Bimol uh, you know, Papo. I'm sorry, I haven't watched a ton of Fox News. Like I, I, <laughs>
1: I like Tucker Carlson. He he brings up some good points every now and then.
0: Okay, see, I'm familiar with him. I'm yeah. familiar with some of the talking heads. Yeah. yeah, but mostly it's it's been filtered through stuff like. Um, so are you familiar with a guy named Steven Crowder? Yeah, yeah. My brother is a is probably a bigger fan of of Steven Crowder than, than even I am. I like the guy. The, the I used to
1: be a big fan, but my fandom and how much I've watched him has weaned over the years.
0: Okay. See, I, I don't watch him a ton, but like the Change My Mind series. Yeah. That's a meme. And I think the the part of the reason why that's a meme is because that's the kind of stuff that again to to the memals and papaws out there. That's the kind of stuff that resonates with us as, as younger generations. We like the 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 unpolished, let's say, the real-life stuff where we can see it. We're seeing real dialogue. There's an openness. We're trying to – we're not just trying to fish for the right answers and try and say, hey, you, you need uh, – no, 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 you didn't say that. What's the right – and again, I'm, I'm not tr- trying to offend my grandmother or my grandparents with that voice in particular. I'm I'm, tra- I'm trying to encapsulate kind of that nagging like spirit of oh, you know I, the stereotype.
1: I fight with my grandma all the time because all she wants to watch is CNN, <laughs> and I hate it. I hate it that that's her only news source.
0: Oh well, see, and so the Tim Pools and the Steven Crowders, you know, he he does this a little bit. Now he's more of he's more of like a. Definitely on the right-wing side of things. Uh, yeah. The thing that I like about Tim Pool uh, and his TimCast, and so Ian, you, you know who I'm talking about with yeah. the, the guy Ian, the hippie dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that guy. Like I'm one of the guys I love, Ian. I love him as a person just from the interactions I've seen with him, with the other people. I know there's people out there who, who might listen to the Tim Pool podcast or the, the TimCast IRL, and they might be on the camp of, I hate Ian, he's annoying. And I the, love
1: the guy. And the two people watching Chicken City. <laughs> dude, that's right. They got their Chicken City. Yeah, i have not even tuned into that. I haven't either,
0: but there's a part of me. I think I feel like I need to just to say that I've done it.
1: Yeah, if I, <laughs> if I wanted to watch chickens, I'd go get chickens.
0: Yes. It, it, dude, it has inspired me oh to do that. Oh, my God,
1: I hate chickens. We <laughs> had chickens whenever I was younger, and they are the dumbest animals ever. Like, okay, I hunt, mm-hmm. but... What people, hunters get a bad rep, but nobody cares about animals like hunters do, for mm. the most part. We're not talking about poachers, but nobody cares for animals like hunters do. Like, I remember mm. watching a Mediator episode, and uh, he was hunting a bear in Alaska. And he gets one in his sights, and it was doing something cool, like eating some blueberries and just chilling out. And then he decides not to pull the trigger. He's like, you know what, sometimes I just like watching them more than I like. Harvesting them, huh. I just watched him because he he loves animals, and I've always loved animals. It's it, like I could do it. Like if I raised my own my own like cattle or pigs or something, I could like go out and expire them. <laughs> for um, but it'd be hard on me. I, I, I it'd be hard for me to do that. Chickens, I don't care. <laughs> I hate chickens. They are so dumb. They're so stupid. They don't. They eat their own eggs. That's Some, right. Like if one starts eating their own eggs, then they all start it, huh. and you have to fight with that. They're just dumb animals, and I hate them. <laughs> and they're annoying. They they take dumps all over the concrete of where uh, I had an outdoor pool and surrounded by concrete. They take dumps all over that for no reason. And
0: so Peta, if you're listening,
1: <laughs> yeah, Peta, you're- I don't, dude, I don't like Peta. Dude,
0: so PETA, if you're listening, if you want Logan to be a supporter, you're going to have to deal with the chickens. You're going to have to figure out. You're going to have to sell him on the chickens.
1: You're (laughs) also going to have to stop taking dogs off of people's porches. Do
0: you know about that? No, I've never
1: heard it. There was was a story that a PETA person took a dog off somebody's porch and killed it.
0: Oh, because
1: PETA killed a dog because they think because PETA that the, violates
0: everything you stand so, for.
1: Some of the extreme PETA people, I'm uh, you can fact check me on this. I'm not sure if I'm correct, but some of the rat think that animals are better off dead than being pets.
0: Oh my goodness! Okay, so I'll say this: not knowing much about PETA other than just in general that they're you know animals' rights or something like that. So. I'll give you guys a little bit of grace if these are the PETA PETA supporters that are like on the fringes of PETA, and you're I th- like, I think they are. Then okay, fair enough. We won't we won't hold all of you to the same uh, understanding, or that, that we think all of you that are this way. This might be like the same way. Uh, you're fam- Are you familiar looking with the, the the Westboro Baptists that were like?
1: I've heard of them, but not much.
0: So I remember just hearing about this. This was some church group somewhere. I forget where they were. It's like fifteen people. It's like a two families basically, but they were big in the news of like, look at these religious fanatics who are like, I think the big thing was they were like anti-gay, and so they were very oh, much yeah. like just and very a lot of vitriol from what I understand. But it's like two families, but because of that, like everybody, this is religion's horrible, and there's a bunch of other types of Baptists and other things that are like, dude, we we actually don't share that view.
1: No, listen, they will get mad over like the West baptist church or whatever not supporting gay rights and then do everything in their power to support muslim people when the muslim religion is one of the most harsh towards mm, gay true. stuff
0: that's true they they and that's like and that's across the the muslim
1: a, yeah and a lot of in the muslim countries you can be killed for yeah being gay yet the left wing people choose to just ignore facts like that
0: and i've talked so i've talked with people who have been over in some of those middle eastern cultures um and they can vouch for that that that, yeah that's very much now um i
1: I have a friend from saudi arabia really yeah okay
0: like born and raised there Mm -hmm. really dude that's cool college oh that's cool now is he is he getting like the same type of degree that you're in he's
1: in electrical engineering
0: electrical engineering so shout out to logan's buddy from saudi arabia dude that's awesome man that's awesome that you're here getting a a degree uh and and i mean that's anybody who's getting a degree and stuff like that to me is just cool
1: (laughs) yeah and he he said it was such a culture shock coming here and seeing how like free and open people are about like liking the same sex and stuff like that in oh, the, and
0: see, I was going to say with your, the capitalism on like the right wing, but socially you're more left wing, you know, Tim Pool's kind of in the, in the same, yeah, similar, similar yeah, I veins. I agree with
1: him on a lot of stuff.
0: So that throws off the whole, you know, right wing and left wing, uh, you know, duality or binary options because I'm noticing that a lot, like there's, there's shifts in this, in, in us just as a younger, younger generations after my grandparents and parents and stuff. the, the, the political divides are different now. There's more categories and more nuance. Yeah, I
1: think that the whole two-party system is completely flawed. I, yeah. And and we should not just have two parties running everything.
0: I, I honestly think it's like on the verge of collapse to yeah, some degree. Yeah, because
1: I, I call myself a, right, a right-wing a right libertarian is the closest thing that I could be.
0: Okay, and see, Tim Pool kind of close to libertarian. Yeah, uh, he's,
1: he says he's more left-wing. I don't believe him yeah <laughs> he he just doesn't want to say he's more right wing, but there is some stuff that he says that I'm more left wing than him on, okay, but I'm still fairly right compared to like your majority of people in California.
0: Oh dude, there's okay, do you remember a uh, Daxton? Yeah, so he was from California. And Daxton is going to be a guy that I'm going to get on the show uh, at some point. This guy is is an amazing uh, talker, and I mean that in the best way. I'm, that's not a sarcastic. He had some f- just really interesting stuff to say, and uh, one of the, there's one conversation where he was just talking about like the political landscape of California and basically why he moved all the way out to here to you know Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area and he was he kept saying he's like look i don't care what your politics are he goes i'm not you know basically he's like i'm not trying to be offensive he goes but over here in california even us and he would be probably more of like a left wing type guy at least from my vantage point Yeah, definitely the, not right
1: wing in california it was like yeah right
0: over there. <laughs> they're like these guys are off the chain man they're not even we're, we don't even like them so it was interesting to just to hear him be like look i'm more at, at the very really least socially on the left but he didn't like the i think Nancy Pelosi was somebody he was like oh my goodness we <laughs> we don't know what what why is she up there talking Dude, like she's not representing us there should
1: us. be an age limit there should be an age limit on the supreme court or i don't see why supreme court members have to serve for life i don't
0: oh see see this is stuff that i i'm there's a part of me that's ashamed to say i don't know more about the political system but at the same time it's so there's good stuff to it but there's so much just it's all over the it's hard it's like trying to learn computer science and going all the way back like you could spend the majority of your life studying the political histories of parties and things and trying to get all the nitty-gritty pieces but it's literally overwhelming it's like you have to almost become a a political commentator just to get a grip of what's going on and so, the average person doesn't have the time for that or even cares about that
1: so I'll say I couldn't vote in 2016 but I would have voted towards Trump Mm-hmm. And, uh, in 2020 I did vote oh, towards Trump, but, um, I'm moving from the second poorest fighting for the poorest County in Kentucky mm-hmm. to up North in the rid- in the richest County in the state, which is Highland mm-hmm. Heights or Campbell County, I guess. Um, and like, I'm super afraid of my views whenever I first got up here, like I wouldn't talk to anybody about political oh. stuff because I was afraid that everybody up here was going to be super left-wing up north, you know. Because um, back home, we don't like the north people. <laughs> hey, the Highland Heights is fine, but Ohio, besides Cincinnati, nobody from back home likes people from Ohio. Ohio people just act weird for some See, reason.
0: It's, okay, so let me speak to that just from... So I'm not from this area, you know. Again, my dad was uh, was military for like thirty plus years of his life. So I was born into an Air Force family. Um, was born in Maine, lived in Abilene, Texas. Oh, Maine's uh, cool. See, I don't even remember Maine, but I'll take your word for it because I was only it there three cool. and a half years. Yeah,
1: I, <laughs> I like the snow. No- I like the northern climate, but I don't like the northern people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, there is something to say for like southern hospitality. I can definitely mm-hmm. vouch for that. And I'll say this much, like when I go down to Texas or uh, just further south, I, I was in Missouri earlier this year visiting some extended family, and um, the vibe is very different. Like I, I'll give a quick example. I go into a, a gas station uh, to use the restroom. I think I filled up some gas and then used the restroom. As I'm leaving the gas station without even looking at the guy who's behind the, behind the counter, he was a young guy, maybe 18, 19, looked like f- fairly young dude, Um, you know, yeah, I would say he maybe was in college at the time, but regardless, he goes, have a nice day. And that just blew my mind. I was like, wait a minute. He went out of his way to say, have a nice day to me when I didn't, like that doesn't happen. Open doors
1: for people. Like even coming in here, there was an older lady who was trying to carry a watermelon. I carried a watermelon up the stairs like here. Really? Yeah. I carried a watermelon upstairs for her and told her to have a nice day.
0: What, what does she look like? Does she have a... I th-
1: don't think she lives here because she said she was going to somebody else's apartment.
0: Oh, okay. I was wondering if that was one of my neighbors I've talked with. She uh, was th- The one I was thinking of was uh, somebody who um, was talking about the cell phones being frustrating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it, she was on the first floor going to somebody's. I think... It, Margaret, maybe I don't know. Okay, I
0: so shout out to to Margaret. <laughs> shout <laughs> out to Margaret. Yeah, whoever whoever you are out there, but uh, if you're named Margaret, we're just shouting you out.
1: I, another uh, big problem that we have with people from Ohio and what it a lot of it stems from. First of all, they drive like crazy.
0: That I can vouch for. <laughs> yeah,
1: and they have where they're not used to like the hills and stuff. They mm. go flying through the gorge. Oh, okay. And they almost run you, out of, like run you out of the road, which is it's ridiculous. They all want to come down and spend time in the gorge. Mm-hmm. And they want to spend time on our lakes. And whenever... They're used to the Ohio River where everybody's so super close. We're used to our big lakes to where nobody gets close to anybody. So they'll come flying by you at like 30 miles an hour on a boat and right next to your boat. Oh. And we're not used to that. So we don't like that. Um, and also... Um, in the gorge, the Red River Gorge. The majority of the search and rescue things is from people in Ohio who come down from the rolling hills of Ohio, Ohio where there's no cliffs. It's just like, no, it's all flat land. <laughs> they come down to the cliffs and they get lost or they fall off a cliff. <laughs> That's what that's a that's a big thing of why people from where I'm from don't like the Ohio people.
0: Dude, that's funny, man. Uh, okay, that reminded me of a joke. I think this was from a from a dude named Christopher Titus, who I've plugged on the on the podcast. Hilarious comedian. I think I've plugged him before. He's like a Dave Chappelle in terms of like his genius level of comedy. And I came across him a couple of years back on YouTube with some of some like old specials and stuff that he did. Fan, Christopher Titus, you're a guy I want to meet in person one day, and I'm really hoping I can. Okay, so he had made some joke. He was talking about uh, uh, New Yorkers, uh, you know, specifically from New York City. He's like, man, he goes, you could stab somebody, and, and you could you stab a New Yorker, and they'd be like, yo, I'm walking here, man. Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah. yeah <laughs> They're just th- upset that they, you I interrupted their a, day. I took a beta club trip to New York, and they told us not to take any handouts from anybody. I was like, what? Because I'm used to being in the South where everybody's like, nice. This dude's handing out Laffy Taffy. I grab a Laffy Taffy that he handed me, and he starts yelling that I stole it from him. <laughs> and I'm just on this school trip with a bunch of school kids, and he's yelling, he he stole that Laffy Taffy off me. Get him, or some stuff like that. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? And Dude. I just I threw it out. I just threw it away and walked away.
0: Dude, you know what I would have – well, I say this is what I would have done. This is what came to my mind. This
1: is one of those shower situations where you're you're showering and you're like, dude, if I'd <laughs> – if he said that to me
0: – I would have said – uh, Yeah.
1: Dude, I would, I would beat have done, him up.
0: I would have taken the Laffy Taffy and been like, all right, I'll give this to you back. But you have to get the, the two jokes. you got to get the right answers to it. And then read the jokes off the Laffy Taffy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. I was like, what? People just do that here? I'm like, quite ridiculous. I do say so myself.
0: Anything to make a buck, man. Yeah, I know. Oh, do you remember a guy named Percy from Luck 5? No. He was there. See, I think – I don't know if he worked the same shift that you did.
1: Yeah, because I worked on the the night shift, and you worked on the night-night shift. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, that's right, because I ended up swapping over when I was training to be a a PA, a process assistant. I only ever remained a trainer, though, or a trainee. Yeah, I know. You
1: quit because you were trying to, like, upgrade, and they were like – the. Unnamed corporation.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the, was it the uh, Titan of Industries, um, uh, e-commerce
1: e-commerce yeah it shall
0: not be named yeah
1: <laughs> yeah would not let you move up internally you were supposed to apply externally
0: it dude it was so ridiculous but i, I think it was for the best because i don't know if i necessarily wanted to, to pursue that kind of a career i wanted i honestly wanted to do more of like podcasting stuff dude Whoa, so
1: who could imagine hey, hey i'm You're, living
0: my best life now <laughs> yeah for real but uh but yeah so this dude named percy he was actually from brooklyn new york and so he comes down here. I, I talked with him for, like, two or three hours. The first time we we talked outside of work, went to, a, I think, Bigby Coffee. So shout out to Bigby Coffee. And uh, <laughs> I remember him saying, he's like, dude, he goes, man, like, he goes, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. And he goes, like, everybody up there, like, everybody's entrepreneur. They're like, they got a drive. They got a plan. They want to do something. He goes, I come down here. It's like everybody's just kind of settled. They're just like, well, I'll just kind of, you know, work night shift. Just a
1: living life. Yeah.
0: Well, and so there's some of that that's laid back, but there's also, like, it's like, it, the more of the depressed aspect where they're like well i guess i'll do this and i'll get this debt and then i'll maybe make 25 cents more after 10 years working for the you know yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like come on man like where's your, what what are you what are you passionate about yeah i remember so percy thank you man for encouraging me to to do something like with podcasting cuz so i remember him specifically saying dude you need to start this
1: and you're going to have percy on
0: i'm going to have percy on if he'll answer my texts <laughs> He's probably busy, man. He's he again, he's the entrepreneur. He's a go getter. Yeah. So he's probably busy.
1: Dude, you guys are talking about your time at the major e commerce. <laughs> and I, I didn't have as good of a time. I still work there, but like I I hate that job.
0: <laughs> Dude. I hate that job. So are you are you now at the uh the air hub thing? No, or? I'm at C V G nine. C V G nine. So again, uh it's it shall not be named, but we're giving a ton of hints.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Come after me. <laughs> what are you gonna take away my nineteen dollars an hour? I'm gonna graduate and get out of here soon. All right. Yes. Because like, and they they want to they want to be like, you want to get trained to be a water spotter. You want to get trained to do all this. I'm like, why would I go get training to do more work if there's no increase in pay? Yes. So dude. I'll just move my boxes, and I'll listen to my podcast, and I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> I have no aspirations to get into your company even farther
0: see okay so to to this e-commerce uh that shall not be named but you know who you are <laughs> and hey we can expand it to every e-commerce
1: beth uh you know. <laughs> beth
0: Jazos. <laughs> uh, so uh so so yeah, listen to the people We we're people who've worked there I've made some good connections. I've got some good friends. It was a, a little family-type, you know, team spirit unit. For the, the Luck 5 wasn't too bad. We were getting paid yeah, well. Yeah,
1: I liked Luck 5 a lot more.
0: So if we could do Luck 5 and spread that around everywhere. the And, th- look, this was back in, you know, the COVID stuff. And, I, look, I'm just going to be out outright, I'm going to state this. I think masks were ridiculous. That said, if you want to wear a mask, I am fully support it. Go for it. I hated wearing a mask. You don't have to wear
1: d- we don't have to wear them now.
0: Yeah, that's right. We don't have to wear them now. But at the time, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Oh uh, yeah, I hated it. And, and it was like either okay, that, that's a whole thing. But either wear the mask or six foot distancing. They were doing both of them at the same time. I was like, "Come on, man! This is even overkill by the standards." But regardless, regardless, that's a whole you know, that's a whole can of worms. The the point is. In spite of all of that, in the middle of all of that controversy and stuff going on in 2020 leading to 2021 and all of that, we still had an amazing time for, for a warehouse-type job in the sense of I made connections, talked with a bunch of people, um, trying to get them on the podcast now. Yeah,
1: you're much more extroverted than I was. <laughs> I didn't talk to very many people at all. That's, that's probably why I had such a rough time. I don't talk to... The, anybody at my new facility either
0: well see and i've been to some other like i've worked in other bigger warehouse settings and sometimes it's tough because there's not a much you know there's not much of a team spirit you just kind of got to get in there and everything's so hectic and stressed it's like there's got to be a way and i believe there is to do what we did at luck five and to do that across the board yeah. it, it takes the right leadership it takes putting people first if you look Here's the here's the the golden chain or whatever it's called. I've I've heard it described. I think I got the terms wrong, but if you as a as a business like a business owner, if you take care of your people like your employees, if you take care of them and put them as a priority,
1: don't say the U word. I'll we'll get don't. fired. You <laughs> say the U word.
0: The U word. Yeah. Like the, saying you.
1: No, like it. Uh, the opposite of the Confederacy. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you say if I say that word, I'll get fired.
0: Okay, okay. They're,
1: they're, they've got oh, my mind bugged. That's
0: right. That's right. Yeah. So, so we're, we. I'm talking. I'm just talking at a human level here, guys. Look, we're gonna get we're gonna get kind of nice, soft, and uh, you know, warm, warm hearted here. But if if you can put your people first as a business owner, put your employees first. Make sure they're doing well. They'll take you take care of them. They'll take care of the customers. And the customers take care of all of you because they want to do business with you. They want to purchase your products. If your employees are super happy and satisfied, and again, there's always going to be employees that they're going to whine and complain no matter what. And uh, those are the perfect characters that come up in stuff like uh, The Office. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, there was a dude that was a DHL that was part of the team, man. Like every single day he's like, man, I'm on the verge of quitting. I'm going to quit, man. I just can't take this. All of us have left from that team pretty much, and he's the only one that's still there.
1: (laughs) Dude, I've never been that guy who – hold on. First of all, I want to say whenever Luck 5 split up, you guys are talking about that, it was kind of – it was rough. Like it felt like we were like a family. Uh It felt like we all got split up to different foster parents.
2: Dude, that's a – oh, man.
1: Yeah, it felt like getting ripped away from your parents and – Put into foster homes. It was, it was, it sucked. yeah,
0: dude, it was. But
1: I've never been that kind of guy who says that uh, I'm going to quit, I'm going to quit this, gonna, <laughs> and then I don't. Like, I, I said I was going to quit basketball one time and I did. And then there was, um, there's actually this one time, um, cause I'm big on it. If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, right? So, uh, we were at a basketball game and it was recently after I quit the basketball team, probably my junior year of high school. It was my junior year of high school because I started the college stuff. Mm-hmm. In between basketball, soccer, and uh, we had an esports team that I played on. Um, between all that, I, just oh, I think I remember on. you talking about it,
0: an esports team. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but it was recently after I quit the ball team, but I still had that team mentality that these are my boys. Um, uh, a fight broke out. It was a rough game, and I was like, if a "Fight breaks out! I'm running on the court, and I'm, I'm kicking." Kicking major butt, (laughs) no PG PG, thirteen. But um, I'm 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 gonna fight. (laughs) And you know, you go to any kind of like high school sporting event with people, they're all like, "Oh yeah, something goes on." I'm gonna go fight. The second that the fight broke out, I was boom right Right on that court (laughs) trying to fight. Um, my coach, who is actually my cousin, he grabs me by my collar Mm. and just like. uh, uh, pulls me to the side and throws me out of there. And then this cop grabs me and escorts me out of the, da- out of the building. Dang. Yeah, and then um, after I got escorted out, I got banned by the principal for, like, a couple months from coming back to another game.
0: <laughs> See, okay, principals and law enforcement and whatever. Like, if a fight breaks out, man, you want people who know how to fight who get in there, and if they're going to have to hit somebody, they do it in a professional manner that, takes care of the job now i get it. you you didn't know that you didn't know that logan did some jujitsu and judo and all this kind
1: of <laughs> no i've never had a principal Talking about small town i've never had a principal that i wasn't related to really elementary school principal was my dad middle school principal and high school principal was my cousins
0: see okay so i can say the same thing but that's easy because i was literally homeschooled uh, <laughs> uh, it made, made it easy with the with the traveling and stuff so yeah, yeah dad was the, the principal stuff. Yeah, with military. So, dad was the principal. So, my mom would be like, "Look, if you keep acting up, I'm gonna go talk to the principal." And I remember who's the principal, mom. Your dad. Oh, so when he gets, ho- yeah, when he gets home, you're gonna, oh, okay, I'll-, I'll go make my bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: I thought I, I've got some cousins that were homeschooled, but uh, I have like some family in Ohio, and there's like, like. Eight of them, almost all in the same family, and it's it's wild. Can we take a pause so I can urinate?
0: Yeah, I was about to say, dude. I'm, so we've had I've had some coffee, I've had some uh, some ginger ginger ale, essentially. He's had some ale eights. So we're gonna take a quick pause, and in fact, uh, we'll go ahead and do this. We're gonna. We, so you're still going on time, right? Yeah. All right. So yeah, we'll I'm go ahead like and make this episode there. one. Uh, we'll continue on, and whatever whatever we talk about. Last will be part of the, uh, the second, second part of this episode. So uh, stay tuned, and both of these will be posted to Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Those are the two that I have them on. So we'll be back, guys. Uh, join us again.